Welcome to another edition of the Live from the Heartland show and hello Rogers Park. Hello. We are here live at the Heartland Cafe and we are here all the time now and we encourage all of you who are close by to come right on over and uh, we're going to have a wonderful show. We're going to have our one and only true beloved co-host Katie Hogan talking about a little trailblazing work she did, trail repair work out there in Idaho and uh, we're going to have our uh, comrade Michael Harrington from Network 49 talking about police reform and what's going on. And we're going to end the show with a, a wonderful guy named Eric Noden, who is a steel guitar player. And before all that starts, I'm here with Tom Clark and Katie Hogan, and we hope you are listening in. Good morning. Good it, morning, everybody. It's great to have you back, Katie. Good morning, Michael. Hi, Good dudes. Day. Here we are at the, uh, at the old Red Line Tab. Now it's Heartland Bar. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm old. And I'm not sure what it was. Well, we're going to call it the Heartland Bar, 7006 North Glenwood, and uh, come on by. They're Have serving coffee here, they're serving great drinks and delicious coffee. Yeah. Well, Katie, while you were on trails, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, mm -hmm. um, we got a school funding bill uh, negotiated, except there seemed to be a couple of... Um, Glitches. Glitches. The yeah. governor came out after saying this was a great compromise, came out in a speech yesterday saying, well, there's still, I still have some problems with it, which we'll deal with in a separate piece of legislation. And now it's becoming clear that their effort to create a tax credit that would divert taxpayer money to non-public schools is Thank causing you, Cardinal some other... Kubich is causing some other legislators to maybe have second thoughts about this grand compromise. It's going to be a tough weekend for some of these folks, including our own Kelly Cassidy. Will Gazzardi has already come out against. Right, right on, brother. We're, it's going to be interesting to see if Madigan can actually get enough votes on Monday to make this thing go through. Whereas locally, um, good, hard, on-the-ground organizing for a couple of years now, um, and nonstop, really, has resulted in a victory on um, not expanding the number of seats in the existing charter schools in our neighborhood. The Chicago Math and Science Academy will not be able to grow the way they wanted to, and Sullivan High School can continue its trek to improve because it may not have the same kind of budgetary constraints that many neighborhood public schools have been suffering the last few years. Right. So uh, people may want to contact reps and encourage them not to go with this uh, education bill. They may w well do that. You should indeed um, just read about it and, and try and get clear on what, what they're doing. The uh, Another Network 49 uh, piece is the scheduled canvas today, which uh, again starts out of this exact spot where we're sitting, 7006 North Glenwood. Um, you can join us at 1030 to get an orientation, a partner, a packet, and uh, go out and meet your neighbors. Canvassing uh, in the neighborhood seems like an interesting way to mark Women's Equality Day, Katie. Yeah. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, we're still that. waiting. <laughs> still waiting for a little equality out here, I'm people. I'm for it. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's uh, 97 years now, and uh, we don't have equality, and we have a president who'd like us to go backwards. And uh, so... Not the least of which is his giving a pardon to a white supremacist who broke the law. Well, that has more to do with his whiteness than his maleness, but um, I think those things, <laughs> I think those things can be uh, lumped together. Uh, this particular week, I come out of the woods, and what the heck is going on in my country? 
my reaction as I left for the woods and was hearing the rem the the beginning reaction to this speech in Phoenix is heck this is what we were hearing in the campaign trail all last year a lot of what he had to say in Phoenix he's been saying for two years so what are people surprised about well he's going to keep saying it over and over uh, I know that Bannon who he kicked out of the White House supposedly has basically said that uh, that he can win, the right can win, if they keep pushing economic nationalism while the Democrats and the progressive keep talking about um, various other specific issues. And why is it that we accept this phrase, economic nationalism? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, what the hell is of, it? It's kind of Excuse me. self-centered, self-interest, uh, us against them. Is it the opposite of what they call entitlements? Or capitalism? Opposite of like capitalism? That. Well, I, I, I'm not sure what the Nationalist part is unless you're talking about a form of governance like the Nazis had. Okay, I, I'm just happy that Sebastian <laughs> Gorka, that piece of, you know what, yes. is, is no longer in uh, what used to be called the People's House. Um, I've also noticed that... Uh, trans a small consolation prize for the other it, is, it really is. You're so right. Um, transgender service persons not needed or wanted by this commander-in-chief. Even after the Joint Chief of Staff said that's not particularly our concern, we, yeah. we want to work with anyone who wants to serve their country. Okay, so let's just finish out the, the absurdity uh, announcements with um, the 45s uh, torpedoing the GOP's ability to uh, compromise on budget issues by saying, you know, money for my wall or we shut it down. Sorry, I couldn't help Commentators you. this week don't believe they've ever heard any president threaten to shut down the government. No. Because yeah. one of his policy things wasn't getting the attention that he thought it should get. Right. And speaking of shutdowns, I'm not sure it's going that far, but a protest uh, around the National Football League, uh, none of the teams taking Colin Kaepernick, a very qualified uh, quarterback, led his team to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. He still doesn't have a job. There was a demonstration in New York at the NFL headquarters with lots of people. And the Cleveland Browns, uh, many black and some white players actually took the knee in one of the games recently in the preseason games. God so love you. going on in its building. It's I'm not cheering going for away. Cleveland this season. Don't you wonder sometimes what William Shakespeare would make of some of our current events and what kind of a play would come out of it? I haven't really thought that way, Yeah, Tom. I can't I, say I, I, I have been something on my I mind. Really, it was a... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what Shakespeare said. 6:30 tonight at Loyola Park, Romeo and Juliet. Ah, that's what he was getting at. Shakespeare in the parks. A little bit of a reach there, TC, but okay. But it got everybody awake, right? The only thing I can remember about going to the Shakespeare Stratford Theater in Connecticut as a kid was the guy in the play. When I saw him in the bar later, had a really cool way he combed his hair that I tried to emulate when I had hair. Thank you for sharing that, Michael James. You'll have to find a picture for me to believe that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Next Friday, our esteemed colleague will exhibit the Americas, Outskirts and Back Streets, at the Adventureland Gallery, 15.30, Friday, February, September 1st. I can't believe it's Labor Day weekend already. Mm -hmm. 6 to 10 p.m. Michael, congratulations on another show. Uh, this will be a good one. I've got, uh, I've got white frames this time. And I have many new photos that people have not seen before. So show up for those white frames instead of black frames, because I'm sure that will be a few the hit of the show. That'll be the thing that just puts it over the top, baby. Um, 
just just to remind uh, any white people out there, if they want to do something useful, surge standing up for racial justice exists for you to uh, do your work uh, through it. S U R J. They meet monthly or bi-monthly here in Chicago and all across the country. Um, it, it's a useful exercise. You you Gordon, really need to uh, stand up uh, and be counted as not one of the bad guys. Oh, okay. What? I'm not quite sure I understand what it does or it is. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, good. Maybe we'll have some of them on the show to talk about it some more. So, and Katie, you just got back from a pretty interesting trek, and uh, it's good to see you in one piece um, after... <laughs> traipsing around the mountains of Idaho and relaxing a little bit in the islands off of Washington State. So uh, You deserved all of it. Tell our listeners a little bit about this kind of work experience trek that you went on. Um, I signed up for and went on the Sierra Club service trip to into the Selkirks of Idaho on the Panhandle uh, out of a town and a forest ranger station called Bonner's Ferry. Um, small town, um, and uh, we we were doing trail repair and a campsite rehab were the two jobs that the group of people did. Um, How many people were on your team? How did you get ready for this? How did you pick this site to work on? God, you're like Michael. Three questions at a time. I prepared Start by the preparation. I prepared by <laughs> standing up and working. Uh, many days a week this summer at the garden at Gethsemane Gardens, bless their hearts, for keeping me uh, busy. I walked with my girlfriends on the lakefront. and with 40 uh, pounds of rocks in your pack. No, unfortunately, never did I put 40 pounds of weights in my pack when I practiced. But I did have three practice walks with maybe 20 to 25 pounds. The reality was 40 pounds, however. And uh, I knew that was going to be the uh, trickiest part was going in with all the equipment on my back and uh but i made it and uh i didn't fall down or cry or, or give up my pack to somebody who could carry it i just one foot in front of the other is how you do that sort of thing and uh once we got up top and put our tents up it was time to do the work the work was um you know things with using things like pulaski's you know what that is uh, some kind of a digger thing. Uh, yeah, uh, good man. <laughs> yeah, a couple. It's got two X fronts on it, uh, facing different directions. Something called a McLeod, which I had never seen before, and I sound like a TV series of <laughs> sheriff. I kept calling them a, it a McCutcheon, a McCrary. <laughs> a, I called it different names all week long. I was, you know, I, my job was to entertain, um, <laughs> and I generally hold up that part of the bargain. Um, we worked really hard on this trail stuff. I mean, it, it was very, very hard work. And the range and age uh, of the participants is 20s to, uh, the, I was not the oldest guy. There was a guy, he was 71. Um, and he's done this many times and he was really wonderful. He actually was slower also because he knows uh, so anybody can do this, uh, and Sierra Club actually offers scholarships to, in order to recruit young people. So one of our young people was on a scholarship, and she had done that before. I have done this before, too. Um, what? How many of these, uh, these repair operations does the Sierra Club run, and what other groups do it? Numerous, numerous, yeah. numerous. You can look online, Sierra Club service trips, and 
pick a place you'd like to see because, frankly, that's the way to go to see it. Uh, it they are low uh, cost. It's really they try and keep the cost just to your food and the travel to get you to the place, um, various shuttles, et cetera, because we went in probably 20 miles on a four-wheel uh, drive road before we started hiking. And um, uh, so uh, the first time I did this, I used it as a way to see Denali National Park in Alaska. And that was in the 80s. And it was the most fantastic thing I ever did. One of them, you know, I've done a lot a few. of, I don't know yeah, if you want to so, them. but, uh, yeah, no, it was wonderful like, to get me, to get to be in that incredible place that most Americans should try and go to sometime or another. Um, Sierra Club service trips got me there. And then I also once did, for something completely different, an archaeological dig in southern Illinois on a, on a service trip, which taught me about you know, measuring out little squares of earth and going through it in a completely different thing, but camped out for that as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, what? After all this hard work each day, yeah. how many days was it? Uh, it was a six-day trip total in, in there. And what did you do for rest and relaxation, and how was the food? The food was great. The food is always great. Ask anybody who camps, when you eat at 6,000 feet and you've been working all day, it all tastes good. It tastes but, wonderful. But it was really good. Um, uh, there was a lake, Trout Lake, which is where we were repairing trail uh, to it and from it. Um, and, but the lake was always there. And at the end of the day, we could jump in. Jump in. It was frigid, of course because it was high altitude. Katie, you were talking to me before the show about you noticed uh, you didn't see a lot of wildlife. And we're not sure if that's because of the height or because of this, the fires probably miles away. Or I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, there are fires. Uh, this is fire deer, season. Did any moose, no bears, no coyotes, I did not no see, wolves? I did, I did not see bears. I did not see wolves. Wolves generally don't allow humans to see them. Um, but they were there. They were there. There was track uh, from moose and uh, deer. I did see deer uh, closer to town, actually. Yeah, that's um, where they hang out now. And <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, I heard pika, and one of our one of our members actually captured the cute little bugger on on camera. I'll post that picture when I find it. Um, yeah, it, it, it was unusually devoid of um, wildlife, actually. Um, and it might have been the fires. The fires that were near, nearest to us were in British Columbia. Just 15 miles north of us was Canada. And so there, wa there, were, there was the haze. Um, but the weather was great. And as I went for the latter part of the trip to visit f with friends in the San Juan Islands, I did pass over some fires that were starting on the eastern slope in, in the Cascades in Washington. Give us, uh, our listeners, a, I'm Let sorry, a little impression of the San Juan Islands and the community there. Okay. Um, the San Juan Islands are uh, a, a whole slew of them um, in the Straits of Juan de Fuca. I Juan love, de Fuca. I want to say that. Juan de Fuca. Um, that was actually a name given by a white guy uh, explorer um, to those straits, uh, naming it after a Portuguese explorer. Um, Wonderful. So, yes, that'll be that. So, what were you looking forward to that didn't happen? Ooh. 
as you're rebuilding trails and camping that around. Didn't ha- I, you know, one of the secrets to being a good traveler, no expectations. <laughs> no expectations. I, I expect it to be out and, and experience the wild, and I did. And, uh, you know, getting in and out of a tent for a week, I was very uh, grateful that I could do that uh, and, you know, pick up my thing and go off to work. We did whistle while we worked a few times. We did call our leader Snow White as we <laughs> went off. Hi ho, hi ho. I mean, well, you have a lot of fun with the people who show up for this trip. People who show up for this stuff are great people and uh, work their tails off, have a great work ethic. Um, everybody fits, you know, finds their niche and works it. Uh, we also repaired a campsite. In addition to doing the trail work, we brought a campsite back to work, which was like planting forest, which was unusual. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't have that, whatever you just asked me to come up with. I didn't have that. The, I, as, I did uh, see the eclipse out there. And? And it was fantastic. I loved it. I mean, I loved everybody looking at the same thing at once. I kind of felt like uh, when I saw um, Tom Skilling... I loved Tom Skilling's reaction. I go, some people get get a little emotional <laughs> about this. <laughs> he goes, well, I'm going to pull it together. I'll be <laughs> right back. I loved it. I, it's like, thank you, our we little shaman, our little shaman weatherman dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that uh, the the eclipse and and it so. Uh, meaningfully crossing the entire nation, Sea to Shining Sea, and the millions of people that actually went to see it, um, that, uh, that, that it might mean portend something positive coming up. Yeah. Gina and I, around our campfire this week, we took our grandson to Kettle Moraine. We're reminiscing on trips past, and I think one of our favorite treks was kayaking off of Belize uh, in 08, right after, right after Obama was elected. And I think what I admire you most is I'd probably have trouble doing that same kayaking trip today, uh, just from the physicality of it. And here you are off trekking through the mountains and all. Um, I really admire your being able to take this kind of a, a service trip on. Well, thank you, Tom. I, I, it's, uh, it's a motivator to stay in shape is what it is, actually. Uh, well, before we in the Live from the Heartland show, um, what about uh, the, the current president talking about scaling back or the, actually the, his environmental? The government. National Monuments? Yeah. What, oh, about, yeah. what are your thoughts about it? And did you guys oh, no. didn't know about that till you came out? Oh, no. I, I mean, we've been, that's why I went. I, that's why I signed up for this, was his uh, relentless uh, attack on the environmental progress we've made in the last 40 years. Um, and his promise to continue that. That's what pushed me to say, okay, it's time for me to do another one of these, even though it had been since the turn of the century that I had slept in a tent five nights in a row, or much less seven. So, yeah, uh, it, not a surprise. And um, Greenpeace is got a online right now, and one of the people I left in uh, Lopez Island was uh, actually doing a training the day I left uh, for her kayaktivism that w- is happening up in that area uh, shortly. Um, so, yeah, everyone should be signing the petitions and uh, talking to... Uh, the other thing, just I'll sk- slow, uh, slip this in there, 
This is supposed to be a national or international water week starting tomorrow. And so you've got the phenomenon of senators in Wisconsin and Michigan and Illinois all writing their constituents about uh, particularly uh, dealing with the Great Lakes uh, restoration uh, money that uh, is supposedly they're taking away. They want to take it all away. Uh, about from Canada as well because it was part of the compact, the Great Lakes compact between the two nations. And uh, I'm sorry, but 45 cannot dismantle that stuff. Well, congratulations on a successful trek and for helping us keep some of those public lands open for future trekkers. Um, You're we're gonna, welcome. 